Thank you for tuning in to St. John's Missionary Baptist Church Podcast. St. John is located at 715 Winding Road in Kingston, Georgia, under the leadership of Pastor Michael H.L. Robertson. Today's podcast is titled, Take Comfort, Do Not Faint. Sometimes when you feel like you're about to faint, you need to hold on. So hold on to the words that Pastor Michael H.L. Robertson is going to bring you. scripture for you and then we'll delve into our word um, coming to the very conclusion of Isaiah 40 amen um, verse 27 like verse 26 we'll start reading there and when you have it sent to your feet Isaiah chapter 40 beginning at verse 26 <clears throat> thank you Lord the word says Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who has created these things, that bringeth out their host by number. He calleth them all by name, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one felleth. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let us bow our heads. Our Father and great God, we come to this appointed hour to proclaim your word. We ask God that you would touch God, our hearts and our minds. If there's anything there, God, that has otherwise occupied we ask your father that you would move it out of the way that we can hear you lord we ask even now that you would speak to us father god for we listen god oh lord god guide us now that we can do us well pleasing in thine sight and god as your word go forth god we pray that we find a place in our hearts and the minds of these your people and that someone, God, this day may be saved. Someone this day, God, may be delivered. God, someone this day may be kept on that straight and that narrow way. We ask now, God, you just allow this, your servant, God, be hid far behind that old rugged cross, deep beneath the blood of your son, Jesus Christ, that I am not heard nor seen, but your word may have power in this place, Lord, we say, have thine way now. We say, Lord, we submit ourselves to you now, God. So move, God, as only you can do. Glorify, God, thine self, and edify, God, this your people. We ask in Jesus' name, and for his name's sake we do pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Bless your name, amen. You may have your seats, amen. Amen. This morning we come to, to just give you comfort through the word of God. We come to give you comfort 
through the word of God. Amen. I'll give you comfort, amen, through the word of God. And we also come to tell you this morning, amen, not to faint. Amen. Um, faint, amen. Um, it can mean that just falling down, amen. People faint every single day. Um, most of us have had an opportunity to have fainted, amen. Um, but here in the word, it's just telling us don't give up. Now, when we say don't give up, we're saying don't give up on God. That's what we're saying, amen. We're not saying hold on to the things of this world, I mean, the thoughts and the ways of this world, both saying, don't give up on God. Amen. One psalm writer says, Amen, don't give up on God, for he won't give up on you. Amen. That means he's going to keep on striving for you. But here in the word, we see where the word has come to Isaiah. And if you notice in the opening parts of verse 1 of chapter 40, the word says, Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people saith your God. So we hear the Lord speaking to Isaiah and telling him to comfort the people. And Isaiah is taking the same identical word and encouraging others, amen, to comfort more people. Um, some say, I mean, he's speaking to other prophets and other priests that they can encourage the people of God. Amen. And this morning, I encourage you, amen, to be comforted by the Lord. Amen. Many of us, we try to be comforted, amen, by the things of this world. Amen. They even got a whiskey, amen, with comfort written in the name of it, amen. And people try to get comfortable with the various whiskeys, amen. Some of you may say, hey, I never drink a drop in my life, but there's other things that you try to get comfortable with, amen, if the truth be told, amen. But here we're telling you your only comfort in this world and out of this world is in and through the word of God. Notice, if you will, amen, before Isaiah gets to hear and start speaking, he found himself, amen, going to the king. Um, Hezekiah said, hey, what have you shown all of these people, amen? He got them in foreigners that come in, and he showed them all that he had. Anybody ever been there? Get a brand new house, brand new car, amen, amen. You get a brand new something, amen, brand new baby, and you go showing it off, amen. That's what the king was doing. The king went and showed them all that he had, all of the treasures. So Isaiah come in, amen, to the word of the Lord and say, what have you shown them? Well, I showed them this. I showed them that. I showed them all that I have going on. I showed them the paycheck, amen, how I have an increase, amen. And he said, you shouldn't have did that, amen, because what's going to happen? All of this is going to go away. Why do we tell you this, amen? Because we got to get to the point, amen, where when God is blessing us and comforting us and giving us something, amen, you need not go off, and I don't know who I'm talking, don't go off showing it off to everybody, amen, because everybody does not have your good in mind. But now here, amen, after all that's happened, then God comes and says, Isaiah, I need you to comfort my people. Why does God say that? Notice in the word, he said he's a God, amen, that knows, amen, the very ending of all things. Not just his earth, amen, but he knows your beginning and he knows your ending, amen. We find ourselves even right now somewhere in between the start and the finish. Amen, somebody. So God is telling us we got to comfort each other. Why does he say that? Notice the scripture we just read. They got to the place where they had become faint at heart. Now, now, I'm going to talk to you, I mean, just a minute. Why do we become faint at heart? One, we get to the place where we're going to do it ourselves. We, we, we quickly forget, amen, that we only have the power and the strength 
that God allowed us to have. The apostle said, amen, all things come from him, amen. Say we move, breathe, have our being in God. But too often we forget about that, and therefore when our strength give out, then we become faint. We're ready to fall out because we're all in ourselves. This mom says, stop trying to do it yourself. Start relying upon God. When you stop trying to do it yourself, you'll find, I mean, that's when God will step in. God said this to us many times. Too many times you're trying to comfort yourself. And I'm here to tell you, you cannot do it. Now, what happens, amen? God is coming to comfort his people after trouble. He's comforting his people after the trouble. Notice, they lost all they had, amen, and when you lose something that's close to you, you lose your value. Look at the Bahamas. They, they, they've lost a whole lot. Some people have lost everything they have down there. Do they need comfort? Yes, they do. Now, how are we trying to comfort them? We're collecting money. We're collecting water. We're collecting clothes, but that's not going to comfort their very souls. The place that we need peace and, and, and help with is in our soul. Because if you can get some peace and comfort with God, if you can make peace with God, no matter what comes your way, you can deal with it. But if you don't have any peace with God, you can have everything in this world, and it's not going to work out for you. Help me out, word, amen. There's a rich man, amen, who had everything going on, and he died, and he missed him all because he didn't have God. He had peace in his world, but when he left, he had troubles and torment. I don't know about you, amen. I believe God when he said that as long as we're in this world, we're going to have trouble, amen. So when trouble comes, amen, we take our hope and our strength only from God. What am I saying? If you're finding some other way to be comforted, amen, turn to the Lord. Why? Because he knows, deep. you hear me now? He knows exactly how to comfort you, you, and you. And what I need is not what you need. See, some folk here walk in, hey, Deacon's going to be all right. Don't worry about it. Trouble don't last always, and he's good. Other folk can tell the same thing. They say, wait, I need a little bit more than that. But God knows exactly what you need to lift you up. I don't know. When I come, I'm going to pray for you. Amen. Might, might not have anything else. Somebody else come give you a piece of money, and you think that piece of money makes things better. It don't. The Bible does declare that money answers all things down here. But guess what? It don't fix your problems and your troubles. God has no pleasure in the troubles that we have. But oftentimes, because we're not going to God, we compound the troubles that we have. Stop compounding your problems. Now, the condition that they had, amen, it required God to step in and fix it. Why? They had tried to do it themselves. As trouble comes upon us, amen, sometimes the trouble comes that it can't punish the sin that we've done. What do you mean, preach, amen? The Bible says that you, me, and everybody else, we've all sinned to come short of God's glory. And therefore, amen, sin, amen, when it comes in, is going to cause some troubles to come in your life. If you don't believe me, amen, go back and ask that man, amen, who God said was a man of my own heart, amen, called David, amen. When it sinned, trouble came in. And when the trouble came, God says, guess what? This is going to be with you always. But guess what? That did not remove the promise that God had him, but he needed comfort from the Lord. Now, now, how do we get this comfort, amen? It's got to come from God. God sometimes comforts us through men. 
every now and then we get comforted through men. Notice here, God has sent to his people, amen, the word by the mouth of Isaiah, and that was to comfort his people. Notice, when God sends someone to you to give you a word from the Lord, y'all learn from this one, please. Learn from it real good. When God comes at the mouth of a man or a woman, amen, his child, his servant, to give you a word, amen, our responsibility is to stand back and listen to what the Lord is saying. Notice, there's no dialogue between men in this book here. Only thing you hear is Isaiah speaking and the children of Israel doing it, listening. Too often, when someone comes and gives you a word of encouragement, because the Lord has sent him your way, too often you say, I'm going to do the same. You God ain't say do that. You need comforting right now. My cousin called me up. He said, Michael, you've been on my mind heavy. I said, okay. Yeah, you've been on my mind real heavy. I know you're busy, so I didn't bother you. I said, well, um, did you pray for me? Oh, I'm doing that. No, no, did you pray for me? I needed prayer. And oh, by the way, when he was talking to me, when he was talking about the time that he, was, he had me on my, my, I was on his mind, I needed some prayer. What do you mean? I don't care who you are, what your title is, preacher, deacon, bishop, amen, apostle, I don't get every now and then, you need some comfort. Don't ever think you're at the place where you're so holy and mighty, you don't need nothing. And because, amen, God has allowed you to be in a place, don't mean, amen, that same one who's standing at the door can't pray for you. If God can take a donkey and allow him to speak and encourage his people, God can take another man. God can take a drunk man and allow him to give you a word. God can take a heathen and allow him to give you the word. But God, every now and then, he comforts us through other people. But too often, we find, amen, that the people whom God has sent to comfort us, sometimes they are not good comforters. Y'all been there? Y you had a problem. Low-lying fruit, amen, death knocks on the door of your family, and all of a sudden when he's prophesying to speak, and then we're talking about what has happened, amen, but it knocks on the door of your family, amen, and you need some encouragement, you need some comfort, amen, you need some peace, amen. Oftentimes, the only thing you need is just someone to sit right there with you. If you need someone right here. That's all you need. Someone just to pray with you, but they'll come and say, why is all this trouble knocking on your door? You had to do something wrong. You've got to be doing something against God. That's why God is punishing you. Help me out, Job. Job had some trouble come. Job had the trouble only because God knew who Job was, and Satan was going about just like he do today, seeking whom he may devour. And don't you ever think that you're exempt from that trouble. Job ain't did nothing wrong. Except bless the name of God, and here comes Satan. And God simply said, have you considered my servant Job? And so Satan went and bothered Job. But then the friends, I mean, y'all got friends. The friends came, and they should have encouraged Job and lift him up and build him up. They went and tore him down. Woo, with friends like that, we don't need no enemies. But here, I mean, God himself, every now and then, he will comfort you. And that's what happened. He used Isaiah, but he gave him a word from himself. And church, if we can get to the place and realize that all of our strength, all of our help, all of our comfort come from God. He said he's a great consolator, amen. He will take care of you. Everything will be all right. Why isn't it then, preacher, too often we'll go to God. 
then we'll tell God all about our trouble. But then when we tell God all about our trouble, we start telling God how to fix our problem. Anybody been there? God, all I need you to do is X, Y, and Z. And God, I know it'll be all right. Wait a minute, who made you God? God don't need your counsel. When he was making the heavens and the earth, when he was measuring the stars, he didn't consult nobody. So why does he need your help now? If you had a problem you could fix, you would have done it. If you know how to get out of your situation, you'll get out unless you're foolish. And some people are glutton for punishment. God, get him out. You better say something, Ms. Barbara. You get them out, and they go right back in there. But one thing that the Lord does for us, church, God makes us a promise that no matter what your trouble is, amen, where you've been, what you've done, amen, he said he will always be with you. He will take care of. So, Brother Preacher, if God's always going to take care of me, why am I going through right now? Why is everything the way it is? Why am I sick? Why am I broke? Why folk don't like me? Why they talk about me? Why don't I like Y'all can talk about other folk. But some of you don't even love yourself. Because we're not standing on the promises of God. We've forgotten that God said, I'm going to take care of you. So instead of going to the Lord in prayer, we bear those needless pains, those needless burdens. But when we remember, amen, that we belong to the Lord, oh, God, the Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help. Now, if you, Lord, withdraw thyself me, all weather shall I go. But we forget that we belong to God. We become all sufficient. God says that he is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. That means if God said you belong to me, church, you belong to God. If God said I'm going to take care of you, God will take care of you. But you got to allow yourself to be taken care of. Once again, most of us drove in here. But when you're not driving, when you're sitting on the Amtrak, when you're sitting on the Greyhound, when you're passing somebody's car, guess what? You got to just sit there and let them drive. Every now and then, I mean, let God have the driver's seat, amen. You stop trying to be large and in charge and allow God to be who he is. God don't make no mistake, but God, you're going the wrong way. No, God's out of your steps. But we won't let him. We are not allowing God to take care of us. That's these folk have forgotten who they belong to. Notice, when you go back into Exodus and you go back into Genesis, amen, when the children of Israel were down in bondage, they started adopting the ways of Pharaoh. They started doing things the way they did, amen. Even this morning, Sister Mabel read the scripture, amen, about Moses, amen, and when his, his wife to be saw him, he looked like an Egyptian. Many of us, I mean, we've been in the world too long, and we've started looking just like the world. Look, amen. We've started acting, woo, started acting just like the world acts. We done forgot who we are in God. Remember, amen, that you're a child of the Most High God. God is looking out for you, but you got to remember that he's your God, church. He don't belong to you. I'm not my own. I belong to God, and therefore I'm going to allow 
God to take care of me. You've got to allow God to take care of you. Don't forget the promises that God have. With the promises that God have, amen, there's two things now. Some are conditional and some are unconditional. What do you mean, amen? Some means, amen, the conditional promises, there's something that's required of you. Some place God say, turn from your wicked ways. Then will you hear from heaven, amen? You got to turn from all of the mess that's going on. But preacher, once again, I ain't did nothing wrong. Your heart ain't right. Your mind's all messed up. The Bible said that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Today, I'm loving God. Tomorrow, I'm doing it myself. Double-minded. You're making a decision to chase after God. And then on the other hand, well, I don't need you today, God. I got this, God. I don't need you right now. I'll come back and get you when I need you. Stop putting God down and picking him up. Folks get tired of that. Y'all got friends, they mean, they're, they're, they're friends when they need something. They, the only time they talk to when they need something. Y'all got them. Everybody got a few of them. We ain't talking about nobody. I don't know nobody's business. But then, when everything's good, you don't get a text. You don't get a tweet. I mean, you don't get a Facebook post. You don't get a phone call. You don't get nothing. But let trouble knock on their door. Girl, I've been thinking about No, you ain't. No, you ain't. See, that's the way it is with God. When everything's going good, the sun's shining. We got the pay raise. I mean, the car's good. The children are good. Amen. All of the friends coming around, we move God out the way. But once trouble knocks on our door, God, I need you. Father, I stretch my hand to thee. Lord, you are my keeper. But other than that, we don't know. Then there are those unconditional promises. God said he would not leave you nor forsake you. God said that he would send us a comforter, send someone who's going to take care of us. And Christ said, amen, I'm going, but if I don't go, the Holy Spirit, that comforter. He would not come. No, he's coming. He's here. And if you belong to God, he is living within you. Well, preacher, if he's living in me, why can't I feel him? Because you got so much mess in your life, in your heart. Some of you, man, you go home and your houses are a wreck. Ain't dust in months. Can't find your Bible. All the dishes. They got a sink full of dishes. Dirty dishes. Trying to eat, you ain't got nothing to eat off of. The same thing, our hearts are so black and contaminated and dirty, amen. We don't have room for God to move. God's trying to, we got to clean up some stuff before he can get to our hearts. God's so confident. Let God fix you up, church. Finally, notice here, at the very end of the verse here, verse 27, he says, therefore, verse 27, he says, why say, Thou, O Jacob, and speaketh, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from God. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no surging of his understanding. Church, we get weary, we faint, we get tired, but God never, ever faints. The Bible declares he don't slumber nor sleep. 
And therefore, amen, we've got to allow the God that, not, that does not faint to take care of us. We get tired. We get weary. Why do you think they give you vacations on your job? Girl, you're going to be preaching in a minute. We get wore out, and I'm not prophesying either. We get wore out, we get tired, and therefore, we take some time off because we need to rejuvenate ourselves. But God, I mean, he never runs out of energy. He never gets tired. And oh, by the way, he ain't like some of us. When friends call upon you, y'all will flip that phone over, bam, and the phone goes silent. Some of y'all swipe. Girl, I ain't hear you calling the stop line. And oh, by the way, just so y'all can get up here in this year, 2019, almost 2020, when you swipe them, they know you swipe them. They just been nice and not saying nothing to you. Go ring, ring, ring. And they, they just swipe me. Then you call back and go automatically to voicemail. <laughs> See, God knows even when you're swiping him. When you tune him out, amen, he's trying to fix you. He's a child of God. I see you getting tired, but you're like, no, I'm got this. God, I got it. God knows before you know when you're going to get tired and run out. But notice what he says a little further down. He says, has I not known, has I not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the end of the earth, faint is not, neither is weary. There is no certain to understand. And notice what he says in 29. He gives power to the faint. Those of you, amen, who are about to give up, about to give out, about to quit, about to throw in the towel, about to walk away. God says he will give you power. He will revive you. Notice even with these phones, they're making the batteries last longer and longer and longer. But notice, the battery is still going to do what? They're going to die. Going to give out. So what they start doing, they make these power packs. So you buy one of them fancy power packs, amen. You ain't got no other plug. You just plug in the power pack. God is our power pack. He's our energy. He's our source. And we've got to stay plugged into him. Unlike this one, we cannot disconnect ourselves from God. Because when you disconnect yourself from God, you need a whole lot of comfort. You find yourself falling for anything. So what does God say? Comfort my people. And my final thought here, I'm going to say this to you, amen. Heard an old preacher say, there's this guy, he was a runner, he was a track star, amen? And he ran, he done won the county, he done beat everybody in Camden County, he did better everybody in the region, amen? He beat everybody in the state of Georgia, just he's a good runner. And he ran fast, and no one could keep, kind of like that bold guy out of, um, out, out of Haiti or Jamaica. Yeah, no one could beat that dude. So this guy, I mean, he won all of these records, all of these records, amen, and he's just running and running. World records, international, just breaking all these records. Nobody could beat him. No one could catch him. So finally, when he's walking around, and he's just walking, and as he's walking, this old guy see him. The old guy say, I know who you are. You're the track star. You're the guy who broke all these records. Man, everybody know you. So the old man say, hey, why don't you give me a shot at running with you? Well, like, you don't know, yeah, I know you. Just let me run with you. Ain't no y'all get, I mean, you don't want a few records, you got a couple of trophies on your building. I mean, you, you, anybody can be, there's no old man. So I said, come on. So those young men with himself, getting himself all dressed and decked out. He got himself all situated. The old man got dressed and decked out. They want to start running. So the young man, I mean, he started off as he normally do, I mean, he's running and striking. Y'all know when you run, just kind of get your pace. And just keep your pace, amen? But you can't keep your pace all in. You got to pick it up a little bit. So all of a sudden, the young man picked his pace up, amen? As the young man, the old man picked his pace up too. So the little more, he looked, okay, let me go. I'm, I'm halfway done. He picked it up a little more. The old man picked it up a little more. So he looked. 
And so finally, the, the, the young man says, okay, that's time me to turn it on. He turned the after burner. He's gone. Old man turned on too, running right alongside him. He's just running and running and running and running. And all of a sudden, old man get almost to the field. Old man take off and beat him. He's like, what? So the man, who are you? He said, man, you know me. Now, who are you? See, I've been running a long time, amen. I ran Moses down, amen. Then I ran Isaiah down, amen. I ran all these folk down. And guess what? All these folk, when they ran them down, they died, church. But then he said, even that man called Jesus, I ran him down, amen. Yeah, he died too. But one thing about him is that when he had the power, he was connected to God. Notice what God, what Jesus told God. Say, Father, you kept me. I've done everything you would have me to do. So what am I saying about you and I? I don't care how fast you run. You need to be comforted by God. You got to be plugged into God. And as I told you, old man death, yeah, he ran Christ down. He ran, and he died. Yeah, he died. But guess what? He had the power to death and hell in his hand, amen, and he is the one that got up from why? Not because of himself. How did he get up, church? God raised him up from the dead. Even Christ Jesus got his power and his source all from God. If he got it from God, you and I are no different. I cannot strengthen none of you. I can motivate you a little bit. But after a while, that might get you out to do it. By the time you get to the car, y'all turn on um, Lil John and T-Pain and all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't act like y'all been saved every day. Some of y'all walk out the door, amen, y'all turn it on whoever. I don't know these guys now. I can't pronounce some of them. But see, so many of us, we, we do that. I, I listen to Isley Brothers, amen, I, I do. Frankie Beverly and Mays. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't doing no craziness. I ain't at the concert doing candles and stuff like that. I listen to Commodores. But the thing that I listen to above all of that, Deke, I listen to the Lord. See, with God, oh, thank you, Jesus, I ain't got to turn my radio on. With God, I have to turn the CD on. With God, I ain't got anything. God, I need to hear from you. He just starts speaking to me. And if you know the voice of God, when he speaks, even if the quiet little voice, you hear him. And then your soul says, Lord, speak. Your servant, listen. But many of us, like that runner, we know what we can do. And we're doing it all by ourselves. But if you're a child of God. You can't do it yourself. If you're a child of God and y'all listen good, if you're a child of God and you know in your heart that you're doing all by yourself and everything is going good, I'm going to tell you why that is. When everything is going good, you'll find out, amen, when you get yourself reconnected with God, that the only reason you're doing because the devil is giving you power to do it. Woo! Help me out, Scripture. The Bible declares that Satan knows how to give good gift also. So oftentimes we'll get something that makes us self-sufficient. And we're self-sufficient saying, like, I got him. I, ain't, I got him. I ain't got to mess with the children. I ain't got to mess with the wife. I ain't got to mess with the, I ain't got to mess with the job. I got him. They move God up the way. But all of a sudden, when you find yourself, amen, getting your power and your swords from the Lord, the word comes alive in you. And just like Christ said, as long as you're in this world, you will have trouble. If your life is trouble-free and you're a child of God, you better check yourself. And oh, by the way, if you got troubles and you can't get out of them, you may be right there on the fence. 
But you got to get off of it, amen, because once again, double-minded. You can't love God and love the enemy. You can't love God and love the world. Either you're for him or you're against him. Notice what Paul says. His other workers, they came to say, Paul, man, all these other guys, they're preaching the gospel, but they're doing it for money. They're doing it for this. They're doing it for self. And Paul said, I ain't worried about that because the gospel being preached. But see, those folk, when they make it to heaven, not saying they're getting in, when that judgment day come, they're going to say, Lord, I preached, I sang, I did this, that, and the other. Depart from me, thou workers of iniquity. In other words, they mean you did it yourself. Your comfort this morning, church, is you need to get right with God, and as a songwriter would say, do it now. Don't wait. Folk are dropping on at all of our age. Young ones, old ones. All the while. But your comfort, church, has to come from God. Those of you who are faint to give up, about to quit, just tired, just sick and tired. Remember what God just says here. He gives strength to the faint. See, some of you, don't have sense enough to know that you're about to fall out. Don't have that sense. I walked in the bathroom a couple months ago, true story. Walked in the bathroom, and I got there, and all of a sudden just got just like faint and dizzy. I realized I'm just, just all, everything's gone. I'm like, down inside, just grab a hold of some boy so you don't fall. Realized I was fainting. Realized I was about to pass out. Many of us, amen, we're falling and we don't realize that we're falling when the clutches of the enemy and we don't realize it. How was I able to, God gave me the sense to know I need to grab on to something. I didn't do it. Thank you, Lord. Could have fell down and bumped my head and been out of the mind. Yeah, but what's wrong with that boy? He was good yesterday, but look at him now. What do you mean? I don't care. Once again, if you're a preacher, if you're a deacon, evangelist, amen, you're not exempt. All presidents. Not exempt. Nebuchadnezzar, that great power, wasn't exempt. God humbled him, amen. Brought him all the way down. He was eating grass on his four hands. That's his feet and his hands. Eating grass until he realized who God was. And when he gave God the praise, God raised him up. Church, you got to be comforted by God. If you're about to faint, I ask you a question. Why are you about to faint? Why are you about to give up? Why are you not trusting in God? Why? I want you to take, take for your reading assignment, amen. Read Isaiah 40. In between the verses I read for you, read those and listen to what God says about himself. What he's done, who he's consulted. Read that when you go. Read the entire chapter of 40 of Isaiah and see what God has done. See what God has done. If you do that, then find yourself being comforted by God, not by your preaching. Give you counsel, guidance, but your comfort has to come from the Lord. Father God, we bless you now. We tell you thank you for this day. God, we thank you, Lord God, for comforting these, your people. We ask even now, Lord God, you just allow us to set our eyes, our minds, our hearts all upon you, God. God, those who are becoming faint and weary and tired of the journey, God, I'm praying that you revive them, you renew their strength, O oh Lord God. Allow them as your word declares to mount up 
on wings as eagle. God, allow them to run, God, without getting weary. Allow them to walk, God, without thanking, God. Do it, God, all to and for your glory, God. We pray now, Lord God, if there's anyone in this building that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, this moment, God, you will save them. God, if there's anyone, God, who has walked away from you, God, in heart and mind, oh God, we pray now, God, you would draw them back to you, Father God. We pray even now, Lord God, that you just move and have thine way, Lord God. We tell you, thank you, Lord God. We ask you all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to St. John's Missionary Baptist Church Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the word just as much as I have. Tune in next time for St. John's Missionary Baptist Church Podcast. Thank you and be blessed.